You're listening to The Critical Thought, where we challenge our listeners to use critical thinking when examining the teachings of Jehovah's Witnesses. Hi, I'm Daniel. I'm JT. And the purpose of this video is to talk to you about the Jehovah's Witnesses and blood. Take two. Yes. Well, JT, we know that this is a life or death matter. Yes, it is. Uh, in fact, life is in the blood. And life is near and dear to Jehovah God, His Son, Jesus Christ, and His Word found in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Let's take a quick look, though, at what folks said from the first video yes. that we did Let's before we get into this one. Absolutely. Lady C, take it away. And yes, we did receive a lot of feedback from the video, um, Jehovah's Witnesses in Blood. In fact, Eric Knight, he made the comment that doctors took my parents to court and a judge ordered that I receive blood transfusions after I cried in court and told them that I wanted to live. And then he finally states at the end, but at 14, when I should have been caught up in cartoons and video games, I found myself crying in a courtroom, begging for my life because my parents would not allow doctors to give me blood transfusions. I still have issues from that to this day. And then Kara Quarter says, my mom died in 96 due to refusing blood or fractions. She was only 39 years old. We all thought she made the right decision back then. It makes me sick to know she could still be here, but died for an organization. And then we have David Collins. He said, this hit the mark on every point. Getting blood was one of my biggest nightmares growing up Jehovah's Witness as a kid because I knew my mom would let me die. Black Knight 00D says, an apology would also prove that God is wrong or that they have no connection with God to begin with. And finally, Jennifer XJW stated, honestly, I truly believe that God meant for us to not use blood in any manner. Even most doctors in recent studies all over the internet suggest it's their last resort because of the possible contamination and bodily disruptions. So JT, any adds or subtracts or reaction to what we just heard? Yeah, I think it's important to notice what uh, one of the posters said. They made the point about their doctor expressing his concern about the use of blood, blood fractions and so forth. But you know, really, that's not the question. Mm. See, what they're talking about is a medical question. And this is actually one of the defenses that Jehovah's Witnesses will use when you're discussing this issue about their teaching. Mm. They'll say, well, some doctors say it's not safe. Mm. The question is, when the society says you cannot take this blood fraction or that blood fraction, did the Bible say it? Mm. You see, there are lots of medical procedures that may not be safe, mm. but does it mean that the Bible says you can't do it? Mm. And that's what the problem the society runs into, especially when they start creating this double list of approved fractions and unapproved fractions. The supreme question is, what does Jehovah God say about the subject matter, not what does the society say? Yes. Our special correspondent, Mark Martin, has got some thoughts on this, and he's yes. worth the wait. Mark, take it away. Hello, Brother Daniel, Brother JT, Sister Lady C. I want to thank you for inviting me to your channel. And I just uh, I really appreciate the work that you're doing, and I hope that this can enhance or add to or help you 
in talking about blood transfusions. Now, one of the things that all of us, when we were or are Jehovah's Witnesses, are familiar with is the Reasoning from the Scriptures book. And one of the things that I've spent a lot of time studying is the blood issue. I've put this together, and I just wanted to uh, share this with you. Now, in the Reasoning book, Reasoning from the Scriptures, we're all probably very familiar with this, on page 73, paragraph 1, it asks this question. It says, is a transfusion really the same as eating blood? And here's the answer that's given in the reasoning book. It says, in a hospital, when a patient cannot eat through his mouth, he is fed intravenously. Now, would a person who never put blood into his mouth but who accepted blood by transfusion really be obeying the command to keep abstaining from blood? And it cites Acts 15.29. To use a comparison, consider a man who is told by the doctor that he must abstain from alcohol. Would he be obedient if he quit drinking alcohol but had it put directly into his veins? Now the first thing I'd like to point to is they don't actually answer the question. They're asking questions to try to make you or divert your attention away from the question at hand. But let's address the first part of this so-called answer. It says again, let's look at it once again. In a hospital, when a patient cannot eat through his mouth, he is fed intravenously. Now, would a person who never put blood into his mouth, but who accepted blood by transfusion, really be obeying the command to keep abstaining from blood? Well, first of all, whether it's Acts 15:29 or whether it's Genesis 9, chapter 4, these texts that do concern blood are not referring to eating human blood. It has to do with animal blood, not human blood. And the analogy that they use here in this, in this illustration is, is horrible. It's a horrible analogy. Brother JT, you like to encourage us always to have critical thinking. And that's what we have to do here. We need to do some critical thinking. And as a Jehovah's Witness, I want you to ask yourself this question. Question one, is there a difference between how our body treats alcohol, whether I drink it or take it intravenously? Does the body treat it differently, whether I drink it or take it intravenously? And the answer is no, it does not. Taking alcohol through the veins or the mouth has the same result. And what is that result? The alcohol is broken down and it's digested by the liver, and it comes out of our bodies when we eliminate. So question number two, is there a difference between how our body treats blood, whether I drink it or take it intravenously? So the first one was alcohol. The second question we're asking is, does our body treat blood differently, whether we drink it or take it intravenously? And the answer is yes. When human blood is transfused into a body or put in intravenously into our circulatory system, the transfused blood remains in the human body. It remains in the bloodstream and it continues to function as human blood. And this means that the blood's function is actually that of a vital organ like a liver or a stomach or a kidney or a heart. Blood is actually an organ. So the question remains, does the Bible prohibit drinking or ingesting blood? The answer is yes, it does. In Genesis chapter 9, verse 4, and Acts chapter 15, verse 20, and Acts 15, 28, and 29. So 
blood in the veins is not feeding. Why do I say that? There's an illustration if you have time to show it. It's right here in the Watchtower, July 1st, 1951, page 414. It says, a patient in the hospital may be fed through the mouth, through the nose, or through the veins. When sugar solutions are given intravenously, it's called intravenous feeding. So the hospital's own technology recognizes as feeding the process of putting nutrition in one's system via the veins. Hence, the attendant administering the transfusion is feeding the patient through the veins and the patient receiving it is eating through his veins. But we're not talking about eating. We're talking about putting blood into the veins. We're talking about a blood transfusion. So again, for review, the Bible does not condemn blood transfusions. The Bible does condemn eating, drinking, or ingesting blood. If you put blood into the veins, your body uses it as an organ. If you put alcohol into the veins in that horrible analogy, your body digests it and it, it comes out when you eliminate. So brothers, I hope this helps you. Uh, please uh, uh, accept my love and give my love to the brothers and sisters as you witness to them. And uh, may Jehovah continue to bless you and your ministry. So, JT, any reaction to what our special correspondent, Mark Martin, just had to say? Yeah, Mark did a good job. He covered a lot of very important points. And that's what makes this subject so serious. Uh, when you are asked to put your life on the line for what is supposed to be a teaching of God on Monday, mm. and then on Wednesday, mm -mm. it has now changed. This is why it is so important to stop and ask the critical thinking questions about this teaching. I'm Daniel. I'm JT. And we hope that this video was helpful to you. And if it is, share it with a friend, share it with a family member, get it in the right hands, save a life, share a video. Absolutely. Hey, this is Lady C. Thank you for tuning in to The Critical Thought. We appreciate having you in our audience. Not only that, but we invite you to subscribe to our channel and be sure to hit that bell so that you can receive notifications when we upload new content. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and give us a thumbs up if you like this video. Thank you for being in our audience. This program was sponsored by Critical Thinkers.